Was it Dean Evison's game-winning celebrations or empty net magic? What were your highlights of the first half of the Minnesota Wild season? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. Just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, Zach Zeman is back to help us recap the first half of the season. We'll also talk about the Wild's goalie situation, and we will look at Zach's thoughts on the Kevin Fiala, Matt Dumba off-season debacle. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, your captain, veteran leader of the show, and a veteran with plenty of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through their highs and lows. We're joined by the alternate captain, regular contributor to Lockdown Wild. Zach Zeman is back after a trip to a little bit warmer climate. So, uh, Zach, welcome back. Warmer climate. I mean, we just got hit with uh, a ton of snow, so we've been sledding all day down here. They don't know how to clear go. it off the roads. So they're not like Mindot down here, but now we've been making fun of the weather, um, having some fun. I mean, what a time to be alive with this team. We're heading into the break so high right now, and everything is clicking. Everything's working. This team is awesome. Like it's just it's there's clearly a difference between the Wild avalanche and then the rest of the central i i personally believe i think the wild are up there um they've shown it the last couple games here um everything's working so yeah i'm, I'm happy to be back let's go nine on one heading into the all-star break everything is clicking on the uh the level that it should and uh, so as you alluded to just a lot of fun to uh to cover this team at this point in the season Trying to kind of wrap a neat and tidy bow around the uh, the first half of the season. We're literally right down the middle, forty one games in. So let's just uh, let's just jam out about some of the things that uh, that stood out. What were some of your big highlights from the first half of the year? Definitely the what we're seeing right now. Like this is probably the best this team has looked all year, especially when you have, you know. I mean, we've talked about this with the with the subbing players. You I mean you're out Felino and Dumba yesterday, and that doesn't matter. You still win five nothing. You get a shutout in the middle of it. And, you know, it's like you. This team is the highest it's ever been this year. I can say that probably, and, and let's just agree with that. They're six in a row, I believe, heading to the All Star break. Um, they got two All Stars, Cam Talbot, way to go, Kirill Kaprizov, no doubt. You know, it, this team's good. This there's obviously something clicking here. Um, it wasn't really clicking the beginning of the year. It, it was a slow start, but now things are clicking. People are doing their jobs. The lines are great. Uh, there's almost nothing you would do, I would do personally, to change up the lines right now. I mean, this is the greatest we've seen this team. Um, so there's no doubt about that. I, I, my favorite part about the first half is right now. And I'm. it's it's insane to be saying that right now after their Blackhawks game last night of as the time we're recording this. And 
yeah, what a high streak. It's great. What are your thoughts here? What what was your best part of the first half of the season? My my favorite part of the first half of the year was the statistical anomaly that is empty net magic. I have never seen anything like this. And shout out to Jesse Pierce of the Bar Down Beauties podcast who had Matt Dumba on their most recent episode. It was A+. Dumba even said that he has never been a part of anything like this. The team gets down by one, two, three, four, any number of goals. And they they pull the goalie, they go to the six on five, and they have scored, I think the updated tally was 13 six on five goals this season. Um, it, it has been anywhere from pulling the goalie with nine minutes left to go in the game against Dallas and uh, also in the Winter Classic. But I, I don't, I, I, I can't wrap my head around the physics of turning it into a, a weapon and turning it into something that can drastically increase this team's ability to score. And obviously, it's like a power play, but... You know, you have an empty net on the other end. All the other team has to do is get control of the puck and fling it down to the other end, and they have a really good chance to score and put the game out of reach. And more often than not, they don't. And more often than not, the Wild get one, two goals. They, they have multiple instances this year already of being down by two coming back to tie the game and to send it to overtime when they had zero business being in the final equation. It's, it is absolute chaos, but whatever the wild did, whatever, whatever gods, the, uh, the wilds, whatever hockey gods, the wilds performed rituals to, to, uh, to make it a thing. Bravo, because it's, it is just the most hilarious chaos that exists, and it's just part of the the overall equation that is this wild team this year. Yeah, there's two parts to it, right? Um, this team four years ago would never have scored an empty netter and and forced into overtime, nevertheless even win. But this team, uh, thirteen goals, thirteen empty net goals. But you get those goals, which is extremely hard to do. You, I mean, you're risking your your game. Um, but then you finish it in overtime, and this team has an insane rate of finishing games after you know regulation. I mean, the, you a, a couple teams would just settle for one point and call it a day, and like, all right, we got one. We're good in the standings. It's like we we played, but when this team just is high on that high horse, you know, like they have been the thirteen times they've scored empty netters. You finish games in overtime, and you head in the locker room after Dean Evison shoves his coaches all over the place, <laughs> and then you and then you go. In the locker room, do you celebrate? I mean, what could I mean? That's probably the best atmosphere this team has ever had, ever had in its history. I can guarantee you that. The Prezian suitor led there would have been, all right, let's go home and go to practice the next day. But this team's like, let's go, you know, like we're on, we're, we just did that. Like, and let's do it again and let's do it 13 times. You know, it's, it's not just a one time deal. This team obviously has something up until the last whistle. It's a special team. And there's a reason they're up there in the standings right now, no doubt. Who's the first half MVP? Dean Evison's <laughs> overtime win celebrations or Kirill Kaprizov's effortless 
move in the shootout? Oh my gosh, dude. Talking about that move that and, and even Fiala's doing it now, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's just like the team is just doing it. It's just they're just doing it. The charisma is insane. I mean, I mean, even Capo Capo Kakinen when he comes in there and after Talbot's been hurt for a while, you don't even know when Talbot's gonna be back and Capo steps up and takes those games. I mean, that's a huge part too of the first half of the season. I mean, everyone is just questioning. We'll talk about this later, but everyone's questioning. Is Capo in it? Is he really going to do this for us? Um, and, and yeah, yeah, he will. And he did. And now the Wild have won a great or have a great goalie tandem. And I'm so sick of it now that people are still, you know, <laughs> saying that we don't and stuff. But we'll talk about that later. I mean, Capo Kakinen should not be slept on in the first half. No, he uh, he definitely shouldn't. I'm going with um... – I'm going with Dean Evason's overtime yeah, sorry, winner. No, totally it's fine. Um, the the, uh, the game-winning celebrations from Dean Evason are unparalleled. Um, his coaches are going to have to start wearing, like, f- the flak jackets that quarterbacks wear when they take rib shots. Um, the Kirk Cousins, it's, like, it's the, the best. Um, one thing I do want to throw out before we, uh, before we go to break for the listeners, I am trying to come up – with a team in the Minnesota sports landscape to compare this to. So drop it in the comments on YouTube. I was not, um, I was not as big of a sports fan at that point. And obviously it was, uh, it was right around the time that you were born. <laughs> Where does this wild team compare with the 1998 Minnesota Vikings? That's, that's as close of a comparison as I can come up with from what I've seen. You want, you wanted me to give you a comparison of the 2021-2022 Minnesota Vikings? If these players could gritty on the ice, they'd be doing it. I can guarantee Ooh. you that. I can guarantee you that. I like that. So, so yeah, just, just let us know in the comments if that's a fair assessment or if either team is better than the other. It's a main point. Tremendously fun first half of the season, and we have no reason to suspect that things won't go anywhere but up in the uh, the second half. So, We'll, uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on things, and we will, of course, as we move towards next week and the resumption of the season, we'll look at some of the big factors heading into the second half of the year. But for now, we uh, are going to turn our attention to the goalie situation because Zach is here to provide some uh, a voice of reason for team the goalies are fine. And so we will uh, discuss that and more when we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. It is 2022 and that means New Year's resolutions are in full swing. So if you are looking for an opportunity to eat better and to get yourself in a little better shape, may I present to you Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Scratch that. Tastes better than a candy bar. So if you're looking for a great treat to help you stay in shape, Built Bar is the best place to go. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So take as many Built Bars as you can handle, replace all of the sweets in your secret stashes, and let Built Bar do the rest. If you head to built.com right now, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
lockdownwild.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And do this pretty much every show, but again, we're going to thank the listeners for uh, continuing to help this show shatter records. We did it again after last week's greatest week ever in the history of this show. Did it again. We, uh, we upped it again. So uh, thank you to the listeners for all of the support, all of the interaction, and for making this as fun as it feasibly can be. Seth Topol hanging out with Zach Zeman and Zach Goalie Spots has been a little bit of a trending topic for this Minnesota Wild team. But you are on the side of team we're all good. So uh, just just tell us about what you have seen from Capo and Talbot to suggest that uh, the goalie situation is not the problem it appears to be. Well, I've seen great hockey from both of them. I don't really know where to start here, but, <laughs> uh, you know, when, once Cam Talbot gets hurt in that Winter Classic and you, you, everyone is wondering, you know, is Capo really going to step up and help this team out in times where they need him and they don't know when the starter is going to come back and – um, you know, that was a huge topic back then. And and people are, you know, do we really go shoot for a goalie if we want to be a contender in this playoffs? And do we really got to get a great goalie like Marc-Andre Fleury, let's say? You know, do we have to have a leader where you don't even need to worry about switching out your goalies every once in a while? You can rely on your starter to play back-to-backs and stuff like that. But after watching Capo Kakinen successfully win games by himself and, and save this team in, in – times where they were in shambles in late games um it's it's insane I, I'm, I'm telling you right now that this sh- this should not be a topic anymore after this podcast it literally should never be the wild <laughs> should never be looking at goalies especially in this trade deadline um they obviously have bigger problems if they really want to make a run later um these goalies are stepping up to their game um I, i'll just say that right now it's it's done. Like it's literally done. Um, Cam Talbot is, you know, although he, okay, let's, let's, let's put this argument out there. Cam Talbot just got his first shot out of the year. But one, the last game before, you know, or the last game in the first half of the season, it took him 42 games or yeah, or 41, 41 games. Uh, you know, he's not shutting out. He's not winning games. Well, I'll tell you this, when you have an offense, like this team is, is, emulating right now yep. you don't even need to save every single shot you don't even need to rely on your goalie to save every shot when you have this caprice of zucarella hartman line and the grief line i mean are you you just don't need to worry about it and and once i mean in this and to talk about the the defense um i mean let's just talk about spurgeon brodine dumbo they've all missed games by now and they've all been out in in some weird lineup combination while the goal where the goalies still win these games Last night, Dumbo was out, and we still won five to nothing. You know, it's just like, it, and usually, um, I'll, I'll just use the Vegas Golden Knights um, last year for an, for an example. Mark Andre Fleury, great goalie, but also he's behind a great defense. Yep, and 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 a great and a great offense. Obviously, that whole team is structured perfectly. Um, but then you you put him on this Blackhawks team where they don't have a good defense and that's not necessarily an offense anymore, and you see how much he struggles. Yep. There's a difference between being a good goalie on a great hockey team and a and a good goalie on a bad hockey team is that you can't solely win games for these bad hockey teams. You just can't do it. And it's not his fault. And he was getting frustrated over it yesterday. But in reality, it's not his fault because the Blackhawks are 
really not having the year they want. Um, just using that as an example from last from yesterday's game. Well, um, and not to not to cut you off, but like to your point, you look at yeah. some of the games in which the Wild have given up the most goals is when Brodeen and Spurgeon were both out. Yeah, and you know we talk about how good of seasons guys like John Merrill and Dmitry Kulikov have had. It's it's when they are in the spots that they were asked to to hold down before the season started. And if you're if you're pulling guys up to play, you know, Merrill has played that that top line D. Um Kulikov has played that top line D. Jordy Ben has played on that top line D pairing as well. Those guys, despite what they bring to the table, just are not Spurgeon and Brodeen. Yeah. And they've been playing inconsistent hockey, and it's hard to rely, you know, on Jordy Ben. Yeah, Jordy Ben's been playing recently, but he also wasn't earlier. And and Kalen Addison, you know, Kalen Addison's constantly on call here um, because he knows he's the next man in if if that decor, you know, is gone. So it's it's inconsistent hockey for those guys. They don't know when they're going to play next, and it's it's all just a jumble for them. But once you get these players consistently playing like they have been. Um, you know, it's it's a great hockey team, and I don't need – I don't think that there's ever going to be a worry right now this season with the goalies. And I, I would like to put that to rest. And I, hopefully people start to ride the train that, all right, we can finally rely on our goalies um, and our defense because we have a great defense in front of the goalies. It's mm. going to be okay. And the great offense, well, wow, it sounds like Vegas last year. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> but – uh, yeah, it's 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 fine. You got Spurgeon, Brodine, and Dumba in front of Talbot and Kakinen who have been playing stellar hockey. I think we're going to be okay moving forward. And and here's here's the other point that is is a valid one to make is that we have over a month until the uh, the trade deadline. So if for some reason there was an injury to Capo or Cam Talbot, um, the cupboard is not totally empty as as some have suggested i mean you do have andrew hammond who could be a backup but at that point if you have somebody that that is going to be out for any sort of extended amount of time then maybe bill garen does hop in and say let's go get somebody please just not martin jones please just (laughs) not martin jones yeah but that's also if there's a terrible injury and worst comes to worst and at the bottom you know, when you're all desperate, of course you're going to make that goalie because you need them. You need two. Yeah. Um, you need two great goalies for playoffs in order to make it far. You just do, and that's. I'll talk about this later, but the Avalanche. I just. I can tell you right now, and hopefully this doesn't. You know, this ages well. Hopefully it ages well, but I can't see them getting past the second round. I because I don't think they can rely on Kemper like that. I just don't think so. I've Kemper was on the Wild. Kemper's been jumping around with the Coyotes. Now he's with the Avalanche, and you know it's like it's stuff like that, but. They don't have – I don't really know who their backup is. That should say a lot, you know? Yeah, it's that uh, yeah. Frank Hoos, isn't it? Oh, probably, yeah. But the, and then. But even then, he's yeah. he's a young – he's a rookie, if not a, like, one or two year in the league yeah. guy. Yeah, it, yeah. I don't, I don't think that, um, you know, if you have – I mean, well, they have that defense, too. They have Kale McCarr on the hot streak. Of course, they're going to – you know, it's, it's a good defense – um, like they have, like the Wild have, and a good goalie, you know, and a in a mediumish goalie to some Wild fans' ex- extent. Like mm-hmm. Talbot, Talbot's not it, you know. People are saying that, but you know, you don't need a great goalie once you have a good defense. And the Avalanche have a good defense, and I do think that Talbot is better than 
um, than Kemper. I think the tandem is better than Kemper too. I'd, I'd rather have two, uh, you know, above average goalies than Kemper. You know, I don't know. Can you imagine how mad Darcy's going to be if the Wild would beat the Avalanche in the playoffs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was was he the? Oh wait, no, that was Brizgalov, wasn't it? Didn't Brizgalov finish that game seven in 2014? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, was he in that? No. Ilya. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Darcy does not like the Wilds by any stretch of the imagination. And, you know, yeah. some of that stems to his exit, but yeah, it, uh, stuff it happens. Yeah. Stuff happens, Ryan Suter. You get bought out. Yeah, you're not going to like the Wild. It happens, you know? Boy, I, you know, I didn't realize this. Um, I was listening to the uh, latest Judd's hockey show, and um, <laughs> Dean Evason apparently just works in how much better this clubhouse culture is this year than in previous seasons, like every chance he gets. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet. Like, wow. Yeah. But that, that should it's say true. A lot. That, I mean, having a great locker room helps these helps teams. It just mm-hmm. does. When you have a great chemistry with your teammates, of course you're going to, you know, flow in the game better and you're not going to be like, oh, I mean, I, I wonder what they're thinking. I've never played on professional ice before. And it's like if you have grudges against some of your teammates, stuff's not going to happen. The chemistry is not going to be there and you're not going to win hockey games. That's exactly. just how it is. Yep. So, yeah. This team, this team's culture is completely different. They're winning hockey games. This is much better than Prezi and Suter's era of hockey already. Uh, we can say that. No, no question. And it, it, I just, it's just great. Oh, what a time. What a time. No question. Next question. Um, we'll finish obviously earlier in the week, had a chance to go full deep dive into a big off season topic for the Minnesota wilds, um, as to whether or not the wild will have to make a big decision between Kevin Fiala or Matt Dumba. And so we'll finish off today by getting Zach's reaction to my thoughts on the situation. We'll get his stance on it as well. More to come on today's episode of lockdown wild. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, the NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real, live updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new, amazing offers available for the 2022 season. You can find all of it at BetOnline, where the game starts. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Seth Topol hanging out with Zach Attack, Zach Zeman. And uh, Zach, obviously... I had a chance to fully dive in. Pros and cons of, I'll preface, if. If the Wild have to make a decision on one of those guys in the offseason. They may not, but if they do. I'm over here in uh, Team Trade Matt Dumba Camp. I know you're on the other end of the, uh, the debate as of right now. So... Give me your standpoint, your logic, your reasoning 
as to why it's Kevin Fiala who should be the one that's traded. Okay. <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> oh, let's talk about Matt Dumba just because. Um, Matt Dumba's been with this team since when I can remember. He's been here for both expansion drafts, right? They've kept him for a reason. I don't think Dumba's going to be moved. I just don't because they've, they've held on to him. They obviously something him in, see something in him that can help this team. I don't know what it is, if it's in the locker room, if it's in the play. I mean, he's a great hockey player nevertheless. He's a great defenseman. He showed it. He gets a lot of hate. Well, let's be honest. He's doing his job, all right? He's doing his job. Yeah, right. and um, now, yeah, go ahead. Just, just to quick inject this in. Yeah. Bill Guerin has gone out of his way multiple times to yeah. say that Matt Dumba is a huge piece of what this team is doing. So that that is a point that I forgot about earlier in the week, but that is a point that absolutely carries weight in this as well. Seriously, it does. The fact that he's been here through two expansion drafts when he's fans are like, oh, put him up, put him up, you know, it's. He's the answer here. The Wild are with him. I can guarantee that. Okay. Now, Kevin Fiala, before Matt Boldy came into the conversation, was slumping. He's not – he was missing all of his shots. I think he was on record for the most not goals in all the shots he's taken. There's some crazy – it was a really specific stat like that. He was leading the league in expected goals and not achieving them or something like that. It's it's a stat like that. I remember them showing it uh, several times. But when you bring Matt Boldy up here and you and you see the charisma between both of them, it's, it's it's extremely relieving, first of all. Second of all, I just think that Kevin Fiala needs Matt Boldy. And I, I'll just say that right now because we've seen Kevin Fiala's streaks, right? We've seen his streaks with, with his points right now. He's on a high note, just like the rest of the team is, um, with with Boldy on his line. That's that's that happened. That's that's confirmed. He's killing it ever since Boldy's joined this line. Okay. Um, now, Boldy, on the other hand, is this is an opinion of mine, but I believe Boldy is an elite playmaker. I think he's fit into this lineup like butter on toast. All right. He's, he's, he's here. He's amazing. He's a great hockey player. And I think he doesn't need Fiala as much as Fiala needs him. Because I just I just think that, and I think that because the whole Granlin trade for Fiala and and the whole thing of Fiala coming in in this organization and being, uh, you know, a staple, um, you know, that was the plan, and and he wasn't doing well before Boldy got here, but Boldy's making him well, and he's they're both generating off of each other, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it's great hockey, but I just think Boldy is cheaper, um. And better than Fiala. I'll say that. I'll just say that. Because if you're looking, well, he's not better. Like, like I don't really know who's better. Because it's it's Boldy's, you know, rookie year. He's 10 games into his career. Right. And he has 10 points, by the way. You know, <laughs> like, I'm telling you. Ever since Boldy, Boldy came into this team and he's gotten 10 points in his first ever 10 NHL games. And Fiala starts getting, starts generating points along with Boldy once Boldy gets here. But before that, he was slumping. And I think that now with those two running off of each other, if you really want to make a move and get rid of Fiala, he has insane trade um, capital right now. I think you can really get a lot of Fiala right now because of his explosiveness in the recent days. But back then, a month ago, heck no. No one's going to really go after him because he's not generating much on his own. But, uh, hey, if you're a team looking 
uh, for a Kevin Fiala player, and you have a player that you think can fit with him on your team, and just like Matt Boldy's doing, I think you can go for it. I think the Wild can can hopefully get more back um, with that. If not, then it's probably not going to work. But I, I'm just saying right now, with what how Kevin Fiala has been playing, I think is 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 a lot to say in the trade deadline. Um, and yeah, I, I just believe that. I, I think it's always good to get two perspectives. You hammered it home the other day on your podcast um, on here um, of, of why they should keep Fiala and stuff. And I, I just, I respect it completely, but I, I just think that, you know, seeing a, seeing a new perspective on things is, is pretty interesting, especially with, you know, lockdown wild in general. I mean, it's, it's always good to hear both sides. So I, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think they should, you know, focus too much. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, don't, listen to me there I'm, I'm running out of words it it does it is it is a good point that you brought up too because that was another one that i didn't hit on is the whole maximizing the trade value thing um and i i think we're both pretty adamant on team if it ain't broke don't fix it through the yes. season yes um but you know as as i alluded to and i'll hammer home again it's in the off season. There's going to be probably this is going to be something that's going to need to be addressed. And so, you know, we're just, we're simply throwing out scenarios as to what they could do when it gets to that point. But again, for right now, keep what is working together, deal with off season questions in the off season. Just let this team continue to just, Stack up wins, be an absolute tank, a juggernaut. Um, just, just continue to uh, to steamroll through both conferences. Because let's be real, I like the Wild against anybody in the NHL right now, and so does MoneyPuck.com. <laughs> Wild have the best odds at this moment to win. To to win. Wrap your head around that. To win the Stanley Cup at yeah. 11%, they're the only team in double digits for percentage to win, not to get to, to win yeah. the Stanley Cup. So obviously a lot of people buying into what this team is selling, and why not? Because it's been just a blast to cover, and I, I don't see any reason why it's going to slow down. Yeah, let's talk about this right now. The Wild are sitting in Money Puck right now, which is I really I think Money Puck is great. I think I believe they're almost always right with all their with all their projections and stuff. I always go to them, um, always. They're great. They have the Wild, eleven point two percent chance to win the cup. I think it's then it goes Hurricanes, ten point two. Then it's the Avalanche, nine point four. Uh, Maple Leafs, nine point one. Lightning, eight point nine. And so on. And I think it's Penguins at seven. But you can just oh, – man, <laughs> who would have thought? I mean, come on. We The yeah. Wild haven't seen this. Heading into the heading into the All-Star game with the highest percent chance to win the Cup at a very credible source, I believe, man, there's something here. There's something here. And, and I will say that I believe the Wild are a better team than the Avalanche in the playoffs. They're probably going to lose a couple regular season games. Like that's just – that's just going to happen. Maybe not against Chicago, but it's going to happen against the Avalanche. But when playoff time comes, the Wild have a great matchup for them. I think they can beat the Blues, um, but they're going to have to walk into that series with the Blues that 
they've been dominated by the Blues the last couple of years, and they've been blah blah blah. The Blues had the Wilds number uh, all last year, um, and they've been just dominating the Wild and everything. Um, I will be at that game. I think it's April eighth in St. Louis. I'll be Ooh. there. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll I'll provide some coverage here and see what the atmosphere is like there uh, with all the Wild fans that that do make their way over. But I'm telling you, the Wild. I think it's the only teams here. I don't think the Predators are the real deal. I'll tell you that. I think they're gonna no. fall down a little bit, and I think the Blues. It's gonna go. Okay, let's just let's just keep the Avalanche up there because they're way too good right now. Avalanche, Wild, Blues, and I think it's a roll the dice. I think anyone is good in that spot. Um, maybe the Predators keep it up, and and you know, I, maybe I might be wrong, but in the near in the near future here, we might see some really good playoff matches for the Wild. Remember how good the Vegas Golden Knights were last year, and it came down to the final couple of games of the season to determine who got home ice. Yeah, yeah, and the, and and you talk about them last year; they were a great team last year, and the Wild were still up there with them. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling I mean, you. And now they get rid of Mark Andre Fleury, who's like the guy in Vegas, the first guy they ever picked in their team history. Uh, from the expansion draft, they get rid of him, and now they're – oh, they added Jack Eichel, which is still to be determined here and when he's going to start playing. Is he playing? I don't know. I haven't been keeping up I think that. he. I think he's due to debut – ooh, that's catchy um, – in March. Okay. Um, they're going to start to turn it up. I mean, that's just obvious. Jack Eichel's going to be happy with that team. Don't get me wrong. But they're still up there with the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think the – they, the wild are the real deal. Yeah. I, I don't think – I know this is a wild podcast, and, you know, they're always supposed to be, you know, let's go wild, but this is a legit NHL team. This is yeah. this is how high it gets. This is – I mean, you can't you can't tell me you're watching these games and you're, and you're scared that the goalies are going to let in goals or you're scared that the wild are going to lose um, like you used to back then. Um, no, this team's legit. They proved it last night. I mean, I know it's – Chicago, but when you get a five nothing shutout in Chicago on an away game, it's 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 big news. Yeah, this is legit. They're uh, they're steamrolling people, and yeah, if I'm Colorado, I'm looking in that rearview mirror, and yeah. what looked to be nobody behind you even a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, the Wild are like this. The second in the West yeah. points percentage behind the Avalanche. So they're the top two teams in the West. The Wild have come up over the hill to where Colorado now, and anybody can relate to this. Like, you're you're driving at night, and there's nobody else on the road. And you go over, like, a hill, and all of a sudden you see headlights behind you. It is all you can think about. It's all you can focus it on. Is. You're like, it you're you like... Even- Enjoy your music. You're like, who? Who is that? Who is that? How far back are they? What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing you know, they're right behind you, and they pass you. <laughs> and then you make eye contact, like, oh, hey. And you look as the car is passing you, and it's Bill Guerin waving. And it's a green, red, and yeah. and uh, yeah, green and red Lamborghini. Buckle up, folks. Yeah, it's time. Second half's gonna be unbelievable yeah that will put a wrap on today's episode of locked on wild so 
Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked On NHL podcast. Locked On experts giving you all the information you need on your favorite teams throughout the NHL in 30 minutes or less. Locked On NHL is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wild, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to uh, slap down a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, depending on where you listen in. Also follow us on our social media channels as well. Keeping you up to date on all things Minnesota hockey so that if major news or a puck drop anywhere in the state of hockey, Lockdown Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.